This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. The scripture says your word is sharper than any uh, two-edged sword. It divides the marrow, separates the good stuff from the bad stuff. Lord, today speak to us by your word. In the name of Jesus, soften our hearts, prepare our hearts to receive of you today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. So we, we started a sermon series a long while now. And uh, we've, talked, we've touched on so many different parts of this. Uh, the part we're doing right now is we're talking about honoring God and honoring God in our relationships. So last week, we talked about the parents, how they honor God by being parents. The things, the expectations of God of us as parents. Today, I want to address the children. The children were excited last Sunday. I pray they are as excited today because God is speaking to us. I don't want us to take it lightly. Uh, sometimes we add humor uh, to the sermon, but it does not mean the sermon is a joke. Praise the Lord. It is my prayer today that the Lord will speak to you and they will speak to me as well in the name of Jesus. So the words honor, honors, or honoring appears 388 times in scripture. 388 times. That's amazing. And not only that, honor your father and mother was repeated nine times in scripture. That phrase, honor your father and mother, nine times. And for those that like to do Old Testament, New Testament, it will surprise you to know that it was only mentioned twice in the Old Testament and seven times in the New Testament. So honor your father and mother, the first time it was mentioned was in the Ten Commandments. So for those that say, oh, that's Old Testament, we are New Testament under grace. Yes, we are under grace. But the New Testament reminds us seven different times about honoring our father and our mother. Amen? For a God that is not talkative. You know, some people, they are chatterbox. You know, they say it one time, two times. By the, by the third time, you are already tired because you know the, this person talks too much. But for a God that is not talkative, to repeat the same thing several times, I think it tells us the importance of what is being said. So honor your father and mother is, a, is an instruction that is very near and dear to God's heart. Watch this. Jesus came and amplified the role of fathers in our lives. When Jesus came, he introduced God, the almighty God. He introduced God to us as our father, Abba Father. So that tells you something as a child, that parent-child relationship is something that is very important to God. Amen? 
if we would only obey scriptures, how so much beautiful our lives will be. If we follow the guidance of scripture, what the scripture instructs us to do, whether as parents or as children, we will see tremendous difference in our lives. I, I, I say this a lot because I, I've, I've experienced it and I know this for a fact. The joy of being a parent cannot be described. It can only be experienced. There's, there's no way you can say, oh, when you first see your baby, this is how you feel. Somebody can describe it. But until you experience it for yourself, you really don't know. I've seen many, many people, especially their first child, the way they are looking at that baby. In fact, if you put a blanket between their eyes and the baby, their eyes will penetrate through that blanket. They will still see that baby. It's a strong bond. It's a strong connection. And that is why I pray again. We prayed this last week and the week before. I pray for every married couple that desires to have the fruit of the womb. God will meet with you. Oh, Father, I pray that you will open up their wombs in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will do it. That joy can only be experienced. Can only be experienced. You, you see that baby, you just fall in love with that child. Amen? Most parents, and I say most because there are always, always exceptions. Somebody will tell me, oh, Pastor, I know this. I know. Most parents will almost give their life for their children because of that bond of love they have for those children. But as those children begin to grow up, uh, things begin to change. Amen? Not that they love their children less, <laughs> but the children grew up. And as they begin to grow up, especially in their teenage years, you begin to see resistance. You begin to see rebellion. Hallelujah. <laughs> and as you experience these things, you say, what is going on here? Very simple. As children begin to grow and mature, they begin to have a mind of their own. They begin to say to themselves, well, I've seen daddy, he said something, and we found out it was wrong. So daddy can be wrong. So when daddy gives instruction, I really have to go check it, you know, fact check daddy before I know whether or not to be believed. What I'll tell you today, as we go back to our text, let's go back to our text. Ephesians chapter 6, we read from verse 1 through 4. Ephesians chapter 6. 1 through 4. Say, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. This is the right thing to do. Verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on earth. Verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up 
with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. When you read this text, you see there is no exemption for teenagers. He didn't say, children, obey your parents until you become teenagers or until you become grown adults. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The scripture is very, very clear on what we must do. I told us a while ago that don't ask me if I truly mean in all things because I don't mean anything. I'm just reading scripture. And whatever the scripture says is what I side with. He says, children, obey your parents. It's a very, you don't need uh, any exegesis. You know, the breaking down of the, let's break it down. So what does it really mean? There's nothing that it really means than what it means. Children, obey your parents. Why? Because God himself knows that children will get to a point in their life that they may want to not obey their parents. So God is giving an instruction. He says, children, your duty, your responsibility is to obey your parents. That is why things don't happen in the reverse order. You are not born old and then you grow young. You are born young to people that are older than you so that based on their experience and the things they have learned in life, they can help you as you begin to grow. Can somebody say a good amen to that? I'm not feeling you this morning. All right. All right. Uh, Praise the Lord. So it does not mean that children obey your parents. It's not just for toddlers is what I'm saying here. It's not so that when I become 18 years of age, Oh, uh, in America, I've come of age. I'm of legal age. I'm 18 now. I can do whatever I like. Not if you're a Christian. Why? The Bible says the clear reason why you must obey your parents is because you belong to God. Lift up your right hand to heaven and say, I don't belong to myself. I belong to Jesus. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my savior. I owe my everything to him. Hallelujah. So if that is true for you, then you must obey your parents. Praise the Lord. You must obey your parents. So what are some of the responsibilities of children to their parents? If you are following in the note, the first blank there is honor. The scripture clearly tells us Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. And verse 2 says, verse 2, it says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And the third verse continues to reinforce that. In the third verse, it says, verse 3, it says, if you honor your father and mother, there's a reward for it. Hallelujah. There's a reward for it. He said, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. So sometimes, as I check myself and review my life, if things are not going well for me, a good place to start the review is what is my relationship with my parents like? Because the scriptures cannot lie, right? And scriptures cannot be broken. 
The Bible is saying if, the, the if there tells you something very important. You know, like I always say, English is not my first language, but I have a fair grasp of the English language. It says if you honor, that means it is conditional what is about to be said to you. That promise of things going well for you is predicated on you honoring your father and your mother. So if a child does not honor the father and the mother, things may likely not go well for them. And if there is an appearance of things going well, it's a matter of time before it goes sideways. That's what he's saying. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says, honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The instruction from God is very, very clear. That you and I, everybody here is somebody's child. Even the old people. Somebody gave birth to them. Hallelujah. So we all came from somewhere. We all have parents. It doesn't matter how old you are. Amen. And it says, for you and I, we must. We must. You notice it didn't qualify it. It didn't say, children, obey your very good parents. Or obey your very talented, skillful, very rich parents. No. Very simple. Whatever parents you have, the expectation of God of you and I is that we must obey our parents and we must honor them. Mark 7.10, it says, For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother. And anyone, watch this, who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother, read it now. We will come back to it. <laughs> but watch this. When you read Malachi chapter 1, Malachi chapter 1 reveals to us how important honor is to God. How I do things is important to God. Not just what I do, but how I do it. Do you know the how is where the honor comes in? You know? I can say hello to you. I have said hello. But the way I've said the hello can be in a rude way. Right? The how is what shows that I honor this person. The Yoruba language is very rich in this. You know? In fact, when you are speaking to someone that is older than you, someone you honor, you speak about them in plural. You know, you don't say you. You say them. <laughs> it doesn't make sense in English. But that's, that's a direct translation. Right? It's a plural tense to show that, oh, this person is weighty. Honor means something weighty, something heavy. That's what the, 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 the Hebrew word, that's what it means when you talk about honor. It's kind of similar to glory. So it's saying you must honor your parents. 
in Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says, The Lord of the heaven's armies says to the priest, A son honors his father. So it is an assumed statement that a son must honor his father. That's what God is saying there. God is saying it is assumed that a son honors his father and a servant respects his master. If I am a father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? What is God saying here? God is having a conversation with his priest. He's saying, you have dishonored me. That is what God is expressing to them. He's expressing dishonor. If I be a God, the gifts you bring to me, can you take that to your governor? But you see, it's relating it between father and son. So honor is very, very important to God. So how do we honor our parents? How can I honor my father? How can I honor my mother. Number one, obey them. Obey them. What is the point? Can you imagine the Lord speaks to you? Remember how God called Abraham? Say, go to a land that I will show you. He says, oh, I love you, Lord. I honor you. You are my master. You are my savior, but I will not go. Where is honor in that? No honor. No honor. Your obedience is directly related to your honor or dishonor. So when you disobey your parents, you have dishonored them and you have dishonored God. Hallelujah. You have dishonored them and you have dishonored God. He says, for children ought to obey their parents. In Colossians chapter 3, 20 and 21, Colossians 3, 20 and 21. It says, children, always. Somebody say, always. always. Say it like you mean it now. Always. Okay, are you afraid? Say it, shout it. Always. Thank you very much. Children, always obey your parents. Don't come and ask me, Pastor, do you really mean? I don't really mean nothing. I'm reading scriptures to you. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. You know, and I know, <laughs> I have very smart children. I, I know you guys. Somebody is going to come and meet me and say, Pastor, don't you think that uh, the, that verse is a precondition for the previous one? No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Twenty-one is not a precondition for twenty. No, because it mentions them by name. It says, "You, as a child, your duty, your responsibility is to obey your parents at all times. This is pleasing to God." And then it calls out the father separately. He says, "And you, father, this is your responsibility." And we dealt with that already, so we are not going back to it. So for us as children, what God has called us to, there's much more that can be said about that, but for time, 
all right? So maybe later on in the future, we will come back to it. So fathers do not aggravate your children. It is not a precondition for children to obey their parents. Say, well, the reason I am, I am not able to obey is because my, my dad and mom, they are always aggravating me. No. You have a duty and a responsibility to God. You know, one of the things uh, that I came to a realization of is this. And I want everybody to please look up, listen to this. This is, I'm not saying this is what the Bible says or whatever, but when you think about it, you know it's true. On the day of judgment, when I'm going to stand before God, the video of my life that is going to be played back to me is not going to be the video of Wale, you know, backstabbing. Well, he won't backstab me in Jesus' name. But let's just say, not Wale, some guy backstabbing me. Then I found out, and then I got so mad, and I slapped them. No. All that is going to be played when I stand for, ju- for my case to be answered <laughs> is what I did. Say, oh, but he, he backstabbed me before I did that. No, 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 no. That's of no consequence. The instigation for your action is, it means nothing. You are only responsible for what you did. Whatever that other person did to instigate that situation, they will answer for it. But how I react is my duty, is my responsibility. So even though it may seem like my parents are aggravating me, I have a duty and a responsibility under God to do what God has commanded me to do. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah. Number two. So number one, we're talking about how do we honor our parents? B. I say seek their advice and wisdom. Listen to this. A lot of children would rather speak to their friends about their situation before they approach their parents. That friend you are speaking to is supposed to be learning from their parents. And everybody's situation is different. Oh, you don't believe me. Everybody's situation is different. What works for them may not work for you. The family in which God has planted you, God has considered everything about your past, present, and future before putting you in that family. Solomon, oh, God bless him. You read uh, Proverbs. They say a proverb a day will make you wise. In Proverbs, again and again and again and again, he said, my son, my son, listen to my instructions. Only a fool will say, until I experience it, I won't believe it. That's a foolish statement right there. Because why do you want to go through that pain if somebody already experienced it? They have suffered, they have learned from it. Why don't you learn from their experience so you don't have to go through it again? There are so many things that I have gone through and when, I, when, I, <laughs> when I'm screaming and yelling and encouraging people and say, do this, do this, it's based on some of the things that I've experienced. You don't have to suffer for years before you enter into your place in destiny. 
You don't have to. Because some people have gone ahead of you. Praise the Lord. Seek advice from your parents. Proverbs chapter 1, 8 and 9. Let's read through to 10. It says, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Listen, it doesn't matter the kind of affection somebody else is showing you. I don't know until you get married. But ain't nobody going to love you like your parents love you. Nobody. They know the trouble, the pain, the labor they have been through. They know their experience. A parent was telling me uh, some time ago, he said, Pastor, I suffered before I had this child. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that nothing messes with this child. That's the parent speaking there. Parents are like that. So why would you want to talk to somebody that knows nothing about your life to be telling you how to live your life? Listen. Verse 9. It says what you learn from them, from your parents, what you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. And it goes on and on. There are many examples of this in the book of Proverbs. But for time, we will not be able to look at it. Number C, uh, C, C. You know, one of the challenges, <laughs> I was watching a show the other day, and this child said, oh, said, I hate lying to my mom. I hate lying to my mom. But she lied anyway. <laughs> but she hated it. But she lied anyway. Guess what? The outcome was not good. Eventually, she and her friend were kidnapped. You do not have the experience of life your parents have. There's an old proverb that says, a child may have as many brand new clothes as an adult, but a child cannot have the same kind of excess luggage of old clothes that an adult has. Because they've been wearing all sorts, you know, they are Maxi and they are this and they are that. They've been tired and that. They've worn all kinds of stuff before you came around. Praise the Lord. So they have experience of years. Why don't you take advantage of it? And lie will always get you in trouble. Tell them the truth. Be honest. Be sincere. If anyone is going to be able to help you with anything, you have to be honest. If you are telling lies, the solutions they will give you will not work. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. Proverbs 12, 22. It says, the Lord detests. That's a very strong word, don't you think? But that's the word the Lord is using. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. If you are honest with your parents, they can really help you out. Say, you know what? I, 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 I'm sorry, I did it. Say, what happened? Who took this? Who did that? I did. And I'm sorry. And I won't do that again. It can earn you a dirty slap, but that's okay. At least you were honest about it. <laughs> you know, a backhand or something. But thank God you are not living in Nigeria. You know, because 
with my mom, it was uh, more than a backhand or a front hand. There were so many things that goes with it. <laughs> but she was a sweet lady. <laughs> Just don't do the wrong stuff. <laughs> the bad stuff is what brings the wrath. <laughs> Praise the Lord. D, I, 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 and I want you to please uh, pay close attention. I, I'm, I'm going to wrap up very quickly, uh, very soon. D, I said defend them. It is your duty and responsibility as a child to defend your parents, to stand up for your parents. Psalm 127, 3 to 5. Psalm 127, 3 to 5. I said, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be, ashamed, it will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gate. You know, I'll tell you a truly sad story. Happened. True life story. It was a friend of mine. Many years ago, when we <laughs> were in high school, you know, uh, he had made a lot of people to believe that he was from very rich home, you know, affluent family and all of these things. And one day, they saw the dad. He was, you know, <laughs> we don't mow lawn. We cut grass. <laughs> you know, so the dad had a cutlass and he was chopping the grass, you know. And he pointed to his dad that that was their gardener. True life story. True life story. True life story. Listen to me. If you are embarrassed of your parents, I say shame on you. This time the clap came from the parents. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Oh, indeed, your parents have an accent. Can I tell you something? You also have an accent. Everybody has an accent. I praise the Lord. It just depends on the perspective with which you're looking at it. If you go to Nigeria today, or you go to your parents' home country, and you begin to speak, everybody without exception will say you have an accent. Everybody. Everybody says, ah, he has an accent. He's not from here. He has an accent. Or she has an accent. Everybody without exception will say you have an accent. So the fact that your parents speak differently from you or the people in this community does not make them less educated. Does not, in fact, their money that they are spending on you does not have any accent. When you need money, <laughs> when you need money, you don't remember accent. <laughs> Pastor Cole, you may not know this, but I, I, let me tell you this. These children, when they are with their friends, the way they speak is different from when they come home. Once they come home, they just change. <laughs> they begin to speak in a way that you will understand. They just switch. <laughs> 
they imitate the accent so that you can hear them very well. <laughs> but listen, listen. If you are ever embarrassed of your parents, I say shame on you. And you need to repent of that. So if you may go to the store and your parent is trying to explain something to the cashier or somebody and they are not getting them or under <laughs> they are not getting them or understanding them. The Bible says, watch this now. Watch this, watch this. The Bible says that that parent will not be ashamed in that moment. Why? Because the parent has you. You can very well just stand up and say, my mom said. Don't say what my mom is trying to say. She's not trying to say anything. She said it, they just didn't get it. Okay, you may, you may have missed that, but listen to this. Don't say what she's trying to say is X, Y, Z. No, she's not trying. She said it, they just didn't understand it. Why? Because you understood what she's saying. So don't say she's trying to. No, what she said is, those are two different things. It's subtle. The difference is subtle, but they are, they are different nonetheless. What she said is this, and then you, you lay it out for the, uh, for the cashier or whoever uh, your parent might be talking to. E, be very thankful for your parents. Be very, very thankful for your parents that when the parent is faced with the enemy at the gate, they will not have any fear of being ashamed. Why? Because they have children. Can your father, can your mother count on you? This guy wanted to make her mother's dream come true. He was determined to see that dream come true. And he started with what he can do. You know, one of the things I've noticed about so many people in life, and this is not peculiar to here, most people always start with the problem. They don't start with the opportunity. If you notice, that was during COVID. Oh, I would have loved to do this, but for COVID. I would have loved to do that, but for COVID. I don't have a food truck. I don't have this. I don't have that. I say, I have a kitchen. I have a kitchen. I'm going to start with my friend. And he started making one sandwich at a time. One sandwich at a time. One sandwich at a time. I remind you today that next Sunday... It's Mother's Day. There are three women I celebrate in my life every Mother's Day. Of course, my wife, the mother of my children, my mother, my hero, and my sister. You all know her. My sister is a mother figure in my life because since I was a child, she had given her life to serve me and my other siblings. Mother's Day, what are you going to do for your mother? Some of you have not even called your mother in a long time. You have not called your parents, you're busy. But in all that busyness, you still have time to speak to your friends. 
And for the younger ones, have you ever sat your dad down and said, Daddy, how are you doing today? How are you? How are things with you, Dad? To ask them personally, not just, oh, Daddy, how was work today? That's general enough. You've always asked that. Can you sit him down sometime and say, Daddy, you look tired. Is everything okay? I noticed that of late, this and that have been happening. Is there anything I can do, Dad? Can I fix you lunch as you go to work? Can I brown bag it for you to take to work? There is something you can do. Don't say, I am too young. Honor your father and your mother. I will say this and I will stop. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful for your parents. God knew the perfect parents for Moses planted him in that family. When everybody was killing their son, the mother said, oh, this boy looks too good. I can't let him die. Did the other parents not think their parents look good? They did, but they felt helpless. But God knew I could trust this one. I could trust her. And God gave that child to them. And they, they watched over that child. Your parents that you are mad at right now, you're so upset, say, I can't talk to my parents. This, 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 and that. When you were weak and vulnerable, when you were just a, a, a blob of cell that they could say it's not convenient for us to have a child right now and they could have aborted that pregnancy, they, they stuck with it. And while you were young, they, 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 they strove to ensure you have some kind of life that they can afford. And now you're grown. You say, who is my father? Who is my mother? When, when this was wrong, they didn't do this for me. When that was wrong, they didn't do that for me. You know, there's a wisdom God shared with me a while back. I think it will help somebody here today. Do you know, sometimes, there are people that are very well positioned in your life to help you attain certain things. Right? But for some reason, they just refuse to help you. Right? They just refuse. You beg, you pleaded, you sent people, please go help me. They, they refused. But guess what? One way or another, God made sure that that thing still comes to pass in your life. Watch this now. This is the wisdom. Instead of getting angry that they didn't help you, you should focus more on the testimony that in, in spite of the fact that they didn't help you, it still happened. Does that make sense? Instead of, so what you see is instead of thanksgiving and appreciation for what happened in spite of what it looked like, people are more focused on the bitter angle of their story. But you still got it. You still got it. They refused to help, but God helped you. 
So why don't you focus on what God has done instead of focusing on what man didn't do? Hallelujah. Please forgive me. There are consequences for dishonoring our parents. Because I already put it in the notes, I'm going to read it and clarify this very quickly and then we'll stop there. Watch this. Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21. In the days when I didn't do someone notes, I will have closed right there because you don't know what's in my notes. But now you already know. And I don't want anybody running with the wrong impression. Watch this, watch this. Deuteronomy 21, 18 to 21. Suppose a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father or mother, even though they discipline him. You see that? What the scripture is saying is the parents have done all that they could do, but this child is just stubborn. In such a case, the father and mother must take the son to the elders as a whole court at the town gate. The parents must say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and refuses to obey. He's a gluten and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town must stone him to death. In this way, you will purge evil from among you. And all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. Leviticus 29. Anyone, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of a capital offense. Exodus 21, 15. Stay with me. Stay with me. Exodus 21, 15. Anyone who strikes father or mother must be put to death. What you must learn from this, I'm not by any shape or form suggesting that we should put disobedience, disobedient children to death. But what I am saying is for you to read and understand the gravity of dishonoring your parents. The reason this is not applicable to us today, very simple, is because of what Christ has done. John chapter 1 says, thank you, I don't want locomotive. <laughs> clap, clap. Watch this. Watch this. In John chapter 1, the Bible says, Moses gave us the law. Pretty much gave us judgment. But through Christ comes grace and truth. But the same scripture now tells us in Romans, it says, shall we continue in sin and expect that grace will abound? It says, God forbid it. So we are under grace. Yes. Thankfully. Maybe somebody like myself will be dead already for being disobedient. Amen. And many people will have been dead by now for being disobedient. But grace is giving us multiple opportunities to make things better. I want you to rise to your feet this morning. We hope you've been blessed by this message. 
we encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.